So we're going to hear from uh, the scriptures now. So um, Sarah's going to bring a reading to us and uh, tell us more about hope at Advent. I am, but you'll have to wait for that reading. Good afternoon, everyone. It's lovely to see so many of you here, particularly when it's cold. I almost didn't come myself. I was very comfy on the sofa, so I'm very impressed that you are all here and made it out of the house. But here we are again, Advent. It feels like about five minutes ago that we were in Advent last time, but so it's quite a shock to be back here. But I have to say, I love Advent. And um, one of the things I did was last week, I had the week off before Advent, I know, um, and I thought to myself, I'll take the last weekend of November off. I planned that in January, and I thought, I'll do my Christmas shopping in that week. I haven't done any of my Christmas shopping at all. So it's a really good start. But honestly, Advent is my favourite time of year. And this is like um, the best way to start a year, I think, because this is how we start the year in the church, isn't it? With Advent. And I think that that is much better than like starting the year in January. Because in January, we've just had Christmas. We've all had a lovely time. We've all been off work. And then we kind of have not that much to look forward to. And it's like gloomy and sad. And it's like, oh, and it's dark and it's really cold. And I'm like, oh, I don't like January much. But starting with Advent, now that's a good idea. Well done, Church of England. They have a good idea from time to time. Um, And so we start with like anticipation, don't we? And we start with excitement of all that is to come. And what a good way to start a year. So I do actually genuinely love Advent. There aren't many seasons I love, but Advent, I'm all there, all there. Um, And today we are going to be looking at one of the Old Testament readings that talks about the hope that is to come. So this is a reading that is taken from Isaiah, and it's all about hope. And it says... A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. From his roots, a branch will bear fruit. The spirit of the Lord will rest on him. The spirit of wisdom and of understanding. The spirit of counsel and of might. The spirit of the knowledge and fear of the Lord. And he will delight in the fear of the Lord. He will not judge by what he sees with his eyes or decide by what he hears with his ears. But with righteousness, he will judge the needy. With justice, he will give decisions for the poor of the earth. He will strike the earth with the rod of his mouth. With the breath of his lips, he will slay the wicked. Righteousness will be his belt and faithfulness the sash around his waist. The wolf will live with the lamb. The leopard will lie down with the goat. The calf and the lion and the yearling together. And a little child will lead them. The cow will feed with the bear. Their young will lie down together. And the lion will eat straw like the ox. The infant will play near the cobra's den. And the young child will put its hand into the viper's nest. They will neither harm nor destroy on all my holy mountain. For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. So I did consider, once again, going down the route of telling you all about the context of where this was written and why it was written like that. But I thought, we're all tired of me talking about the Assyrians. I'm tired of talking about the Assyrians. So I thought we would go for a largely different approach. But of course, I can't resist telling you just a little little snippet. Um, And so that is that when they're talking about the stump of Jesse... Just in case you don't know, it's not that, but that is a stump. So there we go. It's good, isn't it? See what I've done. Um, When we talk about the stump of Jesse, Jesse was David's dad. So David, the great king of Israel. Jesse is his dad. James is giggling away at the stump there. (laughs) 
David's a little stump. David's a little stump. Just reminded me of me. <laughs> reminded you of you. Good. <laughs> um, and so Jesse is the father of David. David was a great king in Israel. And after David came lots of kings from him, from that generation. They came kings after him um, within his family. And then, of course, they go into exile. And so very much what's happened is that has been cut down. So it was like this mighty kind of family, this mighty country, and they've been cut down. That is what happened. And so when they're talking about the stump of Jesse, they're kind of talking about the line of the monarchy um, that ran Israel. But we don't have to talk about that. That is fine. But that is what they're talking about. So we're looking about something mighty that kind of stood. So we're thinking like about a big oak tree that maybe stood and it's been cut down. That's why we've got our stump. So we're looking at this thing that has been cut down right to the bottom. And all we ever see, like when we look at a stump, it's like, you just imagine what used to be. You just think, gosh, once that was a mighty tree. Gosh, I wonder how big it was and how magnificent it was and how you could hide from the rain under it. Like we think about that, but instead you just see the desolation and destruction when we look at a stump. But also, I don't know if you've ever seen this, if you've ever seen a stump that's got like a little shoot coming out the top. Have you ever seen that? There you go, a little shoot out of the top of a stump. It's like this wonderful moment where you see all the desolation that has gone before because you're still looking at a stump, but then you see new life and you're like, oh my goodness, it's managing to grow again. That's very cool. And actually, there's hope in that. There's wonderful hope in this fresh new life. And it's not going to grow into the exact tree it was before. It's going to grow into something different. And that is what's happening in this reading. In the reading of Isaiah there, it's talking about a reordering of creation, isn't it? Because that is, that's not the creation I know. I don't see wolves and lions kind of hanging out together often. I mean, I don't see lions often anyway, but I don't see them hanging out together. And I certainly wouldn't advise a baby to go and put its hand in a viper's nest. I don't think that's a good idea, so do not encourage that at all. But it is this picture of all that is to come. And we look at these prophecies in Advent because we believe that this prophecy is actually talking about Jesus. It's talking about the person who is to come, who's going to judge with righteousness who's going to be this wonderful Messiah. That's what it's talking about. It's talking about Jesus. And of course, we don't see all that has happened here, do we, yet. But we look at the prophecy because we know it's about Jesus and we know that Jesus has begun his work and will continue his work. And one day it will be complete and one day it will be a peaceful world that is recreated by him. But the bit I want to focus on really is the writer of Isaiah, we'll call him Isaiah, why not? Isaiah, what he's actually doing, the world that he's living in, he's kind of looking at the stump when he writes this thing. He's not seeing any new life. He's not seeing the stuff he's writing about at all. But he is kind of just looking at a tree stump, if you like. He's looking at the thing that has been cut down. He's looking at that and going, maybe, I hope, maybe God's in this. Maybe this could happen. Maybe there is hope. He's kind of daring to dream. And I love that. I love that that's what's happening. Because when we look back at it, we're like, yeah, it's a prophecy about Jesus. And Jesus has already come. And we know that. (laughs) But for Isaiah, it's like, he's just looking at a stump and going, maybe there could be life again. 
Maybe there could be life. And I wonder if, for us, sometimes life is like that. Like, sometimes life's really hard, isn't it? And it's like we're struggling to find hope in our situations, or we're struggling to see where the life is. And that can be really tricky. Um, it's, it's no real secret um, that I've been through a divorce in the past two years. And that was a thing that needed to happen. It's good that it did happen. But, of course, it was difficult at times. Um, And there were times when I felt like a chopped down tree, like it felt like I'd been taken right back to the root and like trying to figure out who I am. Like that is hard. I mean, we all go on our own journeys of that, but that's a really hard thing to do and going, oh my goodness, who am I by myself? And that has been a difficult journey. Um, But actually in the cutting down for me, I felt that new life has emerged that like I am more me than I've ever been before. And that, that to me is wonderful. You might think, oh dear, <laughs> she's a bit much. But <laughs> for me, I'm like, wow, this is great. And I feel like I'm more, I'm more the person that God made me to be. And that's given me so much hope for the future. Like the hope that I now have is so much bigger than it ever was before. And for you, it might be, might be a broken relationship maybe. Like, it might be that thing that feels like, oh my goodness, it just feels like that's really difficult and I don't see the hope and I don't see how there could be life. Maybe that's what it is for you. Or maybe it's like, oh my life, the children are a nightmare. I'd never get a moment to myself. Where do I get life? Where's the hope? Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's your job. Maybe you're in a difficult situation at work. Maybe it's your housing. Maybe your health. Maybe, maybe financial situations. There's all sorts of things that can make us feel like that kind of chopped down tree, like we're just looking at a stump and going, well, how can anything good happen here? But that's not the end of the talk. Don't want to imagine if that was the end. Gosh, that would be a downer, wouldn't it? Um, but I think that this reading, actually, it invites us to dare to hope And it's not naive, it's not naive to hope. This is a wonderful God-given thing. And we can dare to hope for a better tomorrow, for, for something good to happen. And that's where we start our year, with this fresh new hope, and we can grasp that. And so Advent is all about choosing once again to believe. It's about choosing to hope. We can bring all of our hurts and all of our pains, all that stuff we carry to God in Advent, and we can get new hope instead. We're not ignoring all of that stuff, but we're going even with that stuff, even looking at that stump. We believe that there is a new hope, that there is going to be more, and we can hear the promise of God, and we can choose to believe that. And we know that God is with us. And we can push in to that new life that Jesus has already given us, that we can already be living. Because we know that that dead tree stump is not the end of the story for us. It's not the end of the story for anyone. There is more. And although we relate to the agony, the imperfection, the just annoyance sometimes of waiting because that's painful too, isn't it? Although we relate to all of that, we have hope. 
And so actually, however hard, however tough and exhausting life has been and is at the moment and might be throughout December, because December's tiring, fair enough, we do have hope because God has promised us that this is not the end and we can dare to believe. We can dare to believe that there is hope for all people in all places, even us. So I'm going to pray, um, and then we're just going to spend a short time in confession as a response to that. So let's pray. God, we thank you so much that you came, that we might have new life. And God, we thank you for this season of Advent, where we can press into that new hope, where we can choose to believe. And we pray that we would start to see those signs of new life in our own lives. That we would know that you are with us. 